0: My friends and one or two or five or maybe six of you watching this, it's me. Uh, I just did a Facebook Live uh, with the same story and it's on my Facebook right now, but for some reason or another, it's like super hiccups. Like I'm not sure what really happened, but I'm doing another one just for uh, the sake of YouTube and keeping my story going. Uh, If you guys watched my video the other day, it was kind of a general overview of 20 years and 20 minutes is what I like to call it. And uh, this one, I'm kind of going with the lines of uh, how I went from a professional BMX rider who was good at talking shit to professionally talking shit who is just pretty good at riding bikes still. Like I ride a little bit now, but I don't do it like I used to. I don't compete like I used to or anything like that. So basically what that is, is me summing up how I became an MC and how it is I've come to kind of the point in my life. The backstory is I've been riding bikes for... Probably six or seven years or been competing and riding professionally for like six or seven years and I went from there you know I was doing okay in contests and I was you know making a decent name for myself and and I was doing shows to kind of supplement my income but uh it was to the point where it was never really anything stable like I desperately wanted to be part of that, that elite group of riders, you know, the Dave Miras, the Ryan Nyquist, all the big names out there. You know, doing the contests, X Games, and the Dew Tour, and the Gravity Games back then. I don't even remember some of the other names. I mean, this is like mid-2000s for the most part. It was awesome being part of that. Like, I was part of this elite club, you know, like, it was rock star life. Like, the contests were insane. You know, after parties, catering, you know, massages. They took care of us really, really well. And it was literally a lifestyle I didn't want to end ever. You know, it was great. Um, but as with most pro riders back then, they also did a little bit of supplemental work, which was in our industry, what we did in BMX is we did shows. We did events and, you know, state fairs, carnivals, schools, um, wherever we could get booked, we would go in and do events. And it was a nice way to be supplemental, like supplementary income, because the contest, you can go there and you can crash and you don't make any money or you go there and the judges don't like you and they dick you over you know there's a number of different things that could happen you know slipping a pedal whatever you can fly halfway across the world and suddenly you don't make any money so shows were a good way to be guaranteed money i mean you do bad in a show you're still guaranteed your 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 day's pay which was which always pretty nice but in that same breath you know it was also kind of a crap shoot with the shows because you could at any given time have a team manager who suddenly didn't like you anymore or he'd like somebody else better and he'd just rotate you right out. I mean, honestly, show riders were basically a dime a dozen, you know, like it was easy to find a show rider out there, but it it came to the point where I was kind of stressing it a little bit. You know, I wasn't sure where I wanted to be deep down. I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but I just kind of ignored it. I just kept pressing on and I was enjoying the lifestyle. I'm just having way too much fun. Eventually, like I said, it was just too much instability. You just didn't know what was going on. you just couldn't really trust it. And it came to the point, and I mentioned this the other day in my video, like I realized it was almost out of nowhere that I needed to diversify my talents a little bit. I needed to get out and learn something new. And in the most natural progression, the first thing on my plate of diversification was learn how to MC. You know, I was pretty good at talking. Uh, I, I, I knew I had a voice uh i hadn't really been on a microphone before but i I wanted to try it and it just so happened it was kind of the perfect storm the the team manager i was touring with at the time you know the guy who was being paid to announce being paid to run the team being paid to handle all the logistics he was pretty burnt out and he kind of checked out himself so i sort of just worked my way in there i started emceeing like you know an eighth of the show and then after a few weeks I started doing a quarter of the show and then after a couple months I was doing half the show and by the end of that year that tour I mean I was announcing 90% of the show and and I wasn't getting paid for it I just decided to do it because I wanted to learn that skill I mean I could have said hey pay me extra but a it wasn't in the budget because he was being paid and b I wasn't any good at it so I kind of took that as an opportunity to to get some on the job training and learn what it is I did. And it turns out I really liked it and I really enjoyed it. Um, the next tour we did, uh, I still announced, I was still on the microphone. And I, like I said, I liked it so much. And then I started taking on other jobs. I was going in and I was doing the public relations. I was meeting the clients. I was booking the shows. I, I started taking on job after job after job. And before I knew it, I was, I was a full blown team manager who wasn't getting paid to team manage. And, I wasn't really complaining about that because again, I was learning on the job and I was by no means the best at it. I was just getting the hang of it. So that was kind of the plan. I slowly took over, I slowly started running things and I got my on the job training. Uh, Eventually though, I got really good at what I was doing and I eventually was lured away to uh, another company uh, that needed a team manager. They seen what I was doing, they seen what I was capable of and they said, hey, do you wanna come do these shows for us? And I said, cool. Uh, Yeah, I'm on board. It turns out it was a direct competitor with the show company I had learned all my stuff for. So to be honest, it burned a lot of bridges. It definitely caused a lot of conflict, a lot of issues. There was a lot of stuff being made up, a lot of rumors floating around. Um, People say we took their business and so on and so forth, but it really came down to, well, you know what? That's a whole nother story for another uh, post. So we'll we'll wait on that and I'll talk about it a little bit later. Eventually, you know, though, I just working for such company, like once I got hired by the other company, I ran that for four or five years. And again, all the training, all the experience, but now I was at least getting paid to be a team manager as well as the rider pay on top of that. So now my income was increasing a little bit, which allowed me to move on down from there and do other things, you know, where I'll talk about again in other posts, like my real estate or different businesses I've been involved with. It upped my income and up my opportunities, so it was a snowball effect. A lot of people think, hey, you gotta, you know, things are gonna happen real quick, but it's a really, really slow, drawn out process for these things to develop, and that's one of the biggest things I've learned. But ultimately, after that, it led me to different gigs. Uh, I did uh, shows at high schools with the Army National Guard, which I'm sure you've heard of the National Guard, they're kind of well known. Um, I did that for years. I had a salary gig, I was making good cash with that, and I was having a blast, again, it was almost, Kind of rock star ish, like not quite like the contests were, but it was really, really cush, and we had a really good time doing it. Um, eventually, that uh, went away. I have to whole another post. I'll talk about some other time. But uh, recently, I've been doing uh, events with the Marines, which is kind of an extension of that. And again, they, this company hired me because of my experience with the National Guard. Again, that snowball effect, that momentum, uh, that on-the-job training and experience—it's a big deal. It, it, it people take notice if you get good at what you're doing. Uh, and since then, on top of that, I also have started doing the Nitro Circus Tour. Uh, myself and Micah Kranz uh, run the U.S. Tour, and it's it's honestly one of the most surreal things I've ever been a part of. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff in my BMX career, but getting on to Nitro Circus with that crew, with Travis and his whole group of dudes, it is one of the most Awesome things I could possibly explain to you guys. I'll talk about that in another post as well. But the Nitro Circus Tour is on another level. And at the end of the day, it all came from transformation that one day, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago, where I decided I needed to do something more than just riding bikes. You know, like I love riding bikes. But when I realized that at that day, I said, hey, I can't ride bikes forever. I don't want to ride bikes forever. You know, I got to do something different. And the first thing on the plate was learning the skills on a microphone and kind of going from there. And it's since snowballed to where I am today and it's been the catalyst to everything else. So anyways, I kind of enjoy telling that story a little bit more uh, now that I did it fucking 10 minutes ago, pardon my words, 10 minutes ago uh, on Facebook live and it kind of hiccuped a little bit. So I got to retell it feel like I got it all pretty much in there. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, And again, only a handful of you guys watching this. I don't even care because I'm having fun telling stories and that's been something I've always liked to do. So thanks a lot. See you guys next time.